Today's daf is Gitten daf Lamed. We're holding on the bottom of daf Chav Tes Lamed Bey. a few lines from the bottom of the page. We're in the middle of discussing if a man gives a get and says that the get should not be chal until after 30 days or should only be delivered after 30 days. So what is the status of the get? And we're going to talk about whether we have to be choshesh that in the intervening 30 days, Shema Pies, that maybe the man was either mevatel the get or was mefayis ishto, had yichud with his wife, and maybe there should be concerns about the kashrus of such a get. So the Gemara is going to continue on that discussion of a get that's not chal within 30 days. So Bez Hashem, that will be, that will take us all the way to the mission. Then in the mission on Daf Lamed Amalaf is going to talk, and what the majority of the Daf is going to talk about is if you make a deal where you lend money to a Kohen, let's say, and the deal is that instead of him paying you back, next time you have truma that you're supposed to give him, you tell him, I'm going to seize the truma as the payment. Or with a levy, and you tell him, instead of you paying me back, I'll seize the Maiser Rishon. Or with an Ani, and you say, I'll seize the Maiser Ani instead of ever giving it to you. I'll never actually deliver it to you. And you'll never actually have to pay me back a penny. I'll just take whatever I would have otherwise given to you. I'll take it for myself. And the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that you're allowed, not, not, not only that you're allowed to do that, but that you can assume that the Kohen, Levi, or Ani is alive at the time that you're taking it from them, because they have to be alive in order for it to be your mitzvah of giving the truma or the meiser. So the, the Gemara is going to have three explanations of how the Mishnah can allow seizing truma before giving it to the Kohen, meaning whatever happened to the mitzvah's nesina. How, how, how can one possibly be yotze the mitzvah's nesina in that way? And then the Gemara is going to add five different dinim about the, uh, this uh, payment arrangement from truma meisros, five other dinim that relate to this, uh, to, the, to this unusual arrangement. And then the Gemara is going to talk about what if the anidah Dies in the in the interim is uh, can you can you still make such a deal with other aniim? Can do other aniim have to pay on his behalf that you're allowed to still seize the Mysorani? Or what if the ani becomes rich, where now he's no longer uh, eligible? for the Maiser Ani. Then the Gemara is going to talk about how much you can keep for the Chov when there are Yarshim. What if the person uh, that you made the deal with, that you lent the money to, is dead, but his Yarshim are around. So you can, can you or can you not collect from the Yarshim? How much can you collect from the Yarshim? Does it depend what exactly they Yarshimed from their father? And then the Daf is going to conclude with three different interpretations of a Brisa that discusses when you have to be concerned that the Maiser that you have has Trumas Maiser in it. Meaning, Meiser Rishon is motor even for a non coming to eat. So, if you happen to have Meiser, even if you're not a, even for a non Levi team, if you happen to have Meiser, you're allowed to technically eat it as long as you're not stealing it, as long as it's yours. But uh, it's Truma's Meiser that the Levi is supposed to give to a coin as a din of Truma that you're not allowed to eat. So, when do you have to be concerned that there's Truma's Meiser in your Meiser? There's going to be a price that discusses something like that, and there are going to be three different interpretations of that price. But we left off sort of in the middle of something. On the bottom of Chav Tesem Beis, the Gemara had told this uh, Maisa of uh, of sorts of Ahu uh, Gavrav. There was this guy who sent a who sent a get to his wife through a shliach, and he instructed the shliach, "Don't deliver the get until thirty days." The shliach, something happened where after thirty days, the shliach knew he was not going to be able to deliver the get, so he didn't know what to do. He came to Rava. Rava said, "Well, think about it. Our Mishnah says that if a shliach becomes a chola and he knows he's not going to be able to deliver the get, so you could appoint another shliach." So you appointed out, give us the get, say in front of our basin, and when 30 days comes, we'll go ahead and we'll appoint another shliach. 
So the Rabbanon asks, Rava, how can you say such a thing? Isn't this a shliach shlonitan legerishin? Within 30 days, you can't be megarish the isha, so it's not a shliach legerishin. So how can you appoint another shliach to be megarisher? So he says, yeah, but after 30 days, he could be megarish, and therefore it's considered a shliach shenitan legerishin. So now, Frek the Gemara, where we left off yesterday, um, a few lines from the bottom of the page, the, the Gemara asks, Valecha Shema Pies, shouldn't we, we, we be worried that maybe the about five lines from the bottom of the page. Shouldn't we be worried that maybe he's mefayes the Baal is mefayes the woman within thirty days, and uh, therefore he came and he was misyachid together with her, and that would uh, make the get into a get yashan, which you're not allowed to be megarishbo. You're not allowed to use such a get for a divorce. If he came back within thirty days and had yichud with the woman, then it's going to ruin everything. It will ruin the entire get. Why aren't we choshesh for that? Rashi understands that. Uh, Shema Pies means that they would have Yichud together. Tos says, no, Shema Pies means that he's Mevatel the Get, meaning that the husband will say that I am hereby being Mevatel the, the effectiveness of this Get. And that's how uh, Ritva says, Shema Pies ubitel ha-shlichus, the Ritva says, that he's going to be Mevatel the entire, the entire Shlichus. Tosos writes that if, when he says, the Gemara is about to say that we ask Shema Pies, so that, that Pius is that he's going to come even if he's not Misyachid together with her. So when the Gemara calls that Pius because the, the, uh, it's, he's only going to come because he's Mispayes. But it can't, you can't say that, uh, that, that uh, but, but uh, you can't say that, that over there Pius means that he's Mevatel the Get because he says the Get is going to be Chal Me'achshav Imlobasi. So he's not able to be Mevatel the Get. Over there Pius means that it's going to be that he's going to actually show up. So anyway, that's the concern. Why aren't we worried Shema Pies and therefore this Get is in fact a get yashan. After all, Milotnan, don't we have a mission later on in Bays? A guy gives a get to his wife when he's about to travel, and at the time that he gives her the get, he says that this get should be chal. The get should be chal right now, al tenai, that I don't show up within the next 12 months, but if I do show up within the next 12 months, then the get will not be chal. And the guy dies within the 12 months, so the Tanai is fulfilled. The Tanai was that he doesn't show up, so he didn't show up, he died. So I raise a get, then the get is going to be Chal Limafreya, going back to the moment that he had given the get, because he fulfilled the Tanai. Vavinabasa, the Gemara asks about that, maybe the husband was Mephayes, the uh, wife, within those 12 months, and he uh, came back and he was with her during that time, and therefore it should be a get Yashan, and it's possible to Garishbo. So Rabbi Ravuna explained, no, the Mishnah is talking about why aren't we Choshish that is Mephayeser? This is what Rav Huna said in the name of Rav. The Mishnah is machshir such a get because that the guy at the time that he gave her the get, he says, I am giving her the ability, the ne'emanus of a hundred edim, that if I were to come and be ma'ar on the get and say that it's a get yashan because I was misyachid with her, because I was, uh, I came back somewhere in between after the writing of the get, that she should be able to be believed to say that I never came and I was never misyachid with her. So since he's giving her that ne'amonus, me'ikara, so he's not going to be able to be ma'ar on the get. So certainly Bezdin is not going to be ma'ar on the kashos of such a get. So Rav uh, made this whole, this whole, um, 
Ukimta to be mam in the mission where he says Nehemenes alai. That Nehemenes alai sounds like if he didn't say Nehemenes uh, that, that 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 he didn't come, then we would have to be Choshesh that Hashem appears. So isn't that doesn't that bring us back to our question over here? Why why isn't Rava worried that within thirty days Hashem appears? Ichsef Rava became embarrassed because that's a, a stark taina. Why he allowed such a get to work? Shouldn't you have to be worried Hashem appears? The sofaglai milsa darusavai. But then later on it became clear that the woman was an Arusa, meaning they didn't have any suin yet. Amarava im Amru Binasua, Yomru Barusa, you're gonna be Khoshish for a get Yashan of Shema Pies when there's Nisuin that the husband uh, came and they were Nisyachid because uh, they, they, they already have such a deep relationship. You're gonna say the same thing by an Arusa where they haven't even been living together yet. No, you don't have to worry about a get Yashan in the case of an Arusa. So my Psak was correct that you could be Megarish with that get that was given to the Shliach to only use after thirty days. Where the Shliach was unable to deliver it himself after their day, perfectly fine. Amarava. Rava says, but you know what the real Shaila is? One, one Shaila that we should ask is, Ki mashu shliach bifanav, bifanav. When Bezdin makes a Shliach in place of the original Shliach Habal, do they need to appoint that Shliach in front of the original Shliach, or can they even do it not in front of the original Shliach? I mean, the guy was not going to be able to go all the way and to, uh, and to, get, to deliver the get himself. So he gives the get to Bezdin, and he says, Befanav, so then he he can go off and do his own thing, and he doesn't have to be involved anymore. And Basin's going to appoint the shliach in uh, in his place. But ha- but but does Basin have to appoint the shliach while he's still around or not? Hadar Pashta Rava later came back and said, "You know what? I thought it was a shaila, but we could be machria that shaila that Basin absolutely can appoint the shliach bein befanav." That the basin can do it whether he's around or whether he's not around, and that's totally fine. Sholchumitam so says sent a message from Eretz Yisrael that Rava is correct that bein befanav, bein befanav. You can appoint the shliach whether in front of him or whether not in front of him. It works out. Uh, it works out perfectly fine, like like Rava says. According to the girsa of the Rif, the maskana of the Gemara is that you could appoint the shliach shalom befanav. So the Beis Yosef writes that according to Rashi, just like it's possible to appoint, appoint the shliach shalom befne, the original shliach, it's also efshar to appoint the shliach shalom befne, the, uh, the 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 uh, the second one that you're appointing right now. And the same with shitas Rif, just like it's efshar to appoint the shliach shalom befanav. So it's efshar to appoint the shliach sheni shalom befne shliach rishon, meaning each subsequent shliach doesn't have to be in front of the previous shliach. It's not just uh, the the first guy that's who, who's not going to be able to deliver it, who doesn't have to be there when Bezin appoints a shliach. Bezin can continue to appoint another shliach and another shliach, as, uh, even uh, as the previous shluchim are not there. Now the Gemara is going to return to uh, what we mentioned previously. The Mishnah had said that uh, if you say, so we quoted the Gemara, quoted the Mishnah, it says uh, that, uh, that, that uh, if he dies, then the get is going to be chal. So now, says the Gemara, in a similar case, there was a mice of a guy that before he left, he gave a get to his wife, and he didn't, uh, he wasn't just Megarish on the spot, but he said, if I don't come within 30 days, then this 
get should be chal. But if I do come back within 30 days, then the get should not be chal. So Asa Upaske Mavra, he wanted to come back, he tried to come back, and it was on day 30, and he wanted to come back into the city, but it, the, the river so was, was, was unpassable on that day, and he, was, uh, and, and he couldn't cross over the river to get back into the city because he couldn't find a bridge or a uh, ferry to take him over. Amr Luhu, so the guy was saying, he was, we saw him, we saw him on the other side of the river, and he was saying, look, I'm back, I, I, I made it, I, ca- I came back, I'm just not able to physically be in the city right now, but I'm here. Amr Shmuel lo Shmuel says, no, that's not here. He's there. He's on the other side of the river. He said he's supposed to come back within the city. The get's going to be chal if he doesn't come back within the city. Uh, he, he, uh, he, if he comes, the get is going to be chal if he doesn't come back within the city, and therefore this get is going to be chal. Because sof kol sof, he didn't come. And what Shmuel is teaching us is the concept the Gemara discusses in the of ein ones begitten. That a person can't say that it's true that I fulfilled the tonight that the get needs in order to, to be chal of not coming, but I only fulfilled that tonight, but ones. I only fulfilled that tonight of not coming uh, because of an ones. I, I, I wasn't able, I couldn't find a ferry that would take me over the river. So that's not called the kiyomatanai. A kiyomatanai but ones shouldn't be called the kiyomatanai. So Shmuel says, no such taina. There's no tainus ones begitten. You can't say that a kiyomatanai but ones is not a kiyomatanai. If you, even if you're makayim tonight, only but Onus, the uh, the the get is still going to be chal. How uh, a, a, a guy said to gave a get to his wife and was not megarish at the time he gave her the get, but rather he said to her, "If I'm not mefayis, you add until thirty days." Lavegita. Then let this be a good get. Ozel Paisa, the husband went and was Mephias, her, tried to talk nicely to her and tried to reach out to her. Lo Mephaisa, she wouldn't, uh, she wasn't accepting any of his overtures. Amar of Yosef, so Rav Yosef said, the get is going to be chal, the woman's going to be divorced, because he fulfilled uh, the tonight of not being Mephaisa's wife within 30 days. It meant that if I'm able to reconcile with her within 30 days, he wasn't able to. Because Rav Yosef says, Did he really do everything he could to be able to reconcile? Did he give her a giant, uh, bag of money to uh, to reconcile with her, maybe she would have appreciated that. So, did he try everything and, uh, and, and, and have her not uh, agree? So, maybe if he would have given her a takrava she would have been mefuyas, and since he didn't do that, he didn't try so hard, he's a mekayim the tanai of loifaisa, and the get is therefore going to be chal, even though it's, it's an onus. He doesn't have a tarka v'tinu. He doesn't have a box of uh, money that he can give her to be mevaiser. Whatever it would have taken to be mevaiser, he doesn't have the ability to do. So it's an onus. He, you might think he could say, well, what do you want from me? I, I, it's true that I fulfilled the tanai, but I only fulfilled the tanai of the get, but onus, because I couldn't do what would have been necessary. So it doesn't matter. Fulfillment of the tanai, even but onus, is a fulfillment of the tanai. Ika da Amri, another version is that Amr of Yosef. Rav Yosef says the get is going to be Batel, because he was not Mikhaim the Tanai, um, and and, uh, the, the, and 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 therefore uh, he was not Mikhaim the Tanai of, of, of being Mephaiser, because Midi Takva Dinri by the in order to be Mephaiser, is he does he have to give her a Takva Dinri? He doesn't have, he's an onus to be able to do that. So there's a Taina, so meaning he's saying that there's a high price of Loa Faisa. He tried, and she was not Mephuyas. So you see that uh, that the fact that he that it was an onus is, is a valid Taina. He could say, yeah, the Tanai was fulfilled 
fulfilled of uh, us of, of uh, us not reconciling, but it was only ba'onus that tonight that the tonight was fulfilled. Well, if it was only ba'onus that the tonight was fulfilled. Then the get is not going to be chal. Ha command the amar yesh onus begitten. Ha command the amar ain onus begitten. So you see, this is exactly the machlokas. These two dayos is exactly the machlokas whether tainus onus is going to be able to prevent a get from uh, from being chal. Meaning is a kiuma tonight ba'onus. Considered a legitimate kiyamatanai, or is a kiyamatanai ba'ones not considered a, a legitimate kiyamatanai? Now, in this case, where the guy comes back at the end of thirty days, chazuda asai, and he's screaming, "Look, I came, I came!" Machlokas him. Whatever person takes a neder to do something within thirty days, and he tries to fulfill his neder on the last day. And then an onus happens on that last day. Is that considered that it was an onus to his fulfillment of the Tanai? You mean he didn't do it the first 29 days. He didn't even try the first 29 days. But on the 30th day, he tried to finally fulfill that, uh, that neder. And then an onus happened. So the Aguda writes that that's not considered an onus because he should have done it the first 29 days. He should have been Mekayim the neder. Prior to that, Nemuke Yosef disagrees, says that even an onus biomachron is considered an onus. The Ramah in Yeridaeus in Reshlam Beis quotes both deos, so the Achronim ask on the sheet of the Aguda from our Gemara. Here you have this guy, <coughs> he said, if I don't come back within 30 days, then the get will be chal. He came back on day 30, Paske Mavra, and he couldn't get get over because uh, he came back on the last day to try to fulfill the Tanai, and that was when there was an onus. He couldn't get past the river. And nevertheless, the whole reason that his Taina is not a Taina is because they ain't onus begitten. At Afka, there's a rule by get of ain't onus begitten, but it sounds like we would define this as onus, that it is called onus, even though he could have caught the ferry in any of the preceding 29 days. He waited till day 30 to be able to come. So according to the Aguda, he should say that it's not an onus at all, because an onus biomiachron is not called an onus at all. That is the famous kasha that everyone asks on the Aguda from this Gemara. So there's a... Uh, there's a, a, a grach, a shita of a Reb Chaim. It's not quoted in the Sefer. It's quoted in what they call the stencils in the Chidusha Agrach Alashas, where he says, whenever there's a Tanai for a specific time, there are two ways that would, such a Tanai could be formulated. One is that the Tanai is on the Maisa that it has to be done only once. And the Zman is just the time frame within which that, that, that Maisa has to be done. Meaning you set a time frame that the singular one-time Maisa has to be done. But there's another way to formulate, formulate it. Sometimes the Zman, the time frame that you, form, that, that you set, is the Etzem Kiyum Atanai. Almanas that you uh, that you work for my father for three years. So it's not that you work for my father at some point over the next three years. No, the zman is the kiyumatanai that you have to do it for three years. That's the uh, that's the whole tonight. When you're missing one day in those three years, then it's not. It's as if you were not mekayim the tonight. When the agudas mechadish that onus biomachron is not considered an onus, that's dafka when the zman is not part of the tonight itself. It's just a time frame within which. Which the tonight needs to be fulfilled. So then you could say he had the ability to fulfill the tonight earlier. So it's not an onus biomachron, even if it's an onus gomor that happens on that last day, because he could have fulfilled that tonight at any previous time. But when the kviasman is the etzematanai and the kiyumatanai needs the entire the entire time frame, then when you nenas even on yomachron, it's considered an onus because there's the shlemus of the tonight is day one through day. 
8.30. It's the entire time frame. So if any point of that time frame is affected by Ones, then the whole tonight is affected by Ones. So when you say, the Zman, says Reb Chaim, is the Etzim Kiyum HaTanai. Because his Kavana is that the Get should not be Chal unless... It's 30 straight days of ibia of not coming. It's not a, 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 a one-time action of not coming. That uh, No, the kiyum is 30 days of not coming. So if one day of that not coming was ba'ones, even the aguda would be moda. That that's called an ones. Because one day of not coming was an ones. Meaning we think of it as, no, the tonight is that he's going to come. But that's not the tonight. The tonight was that he doesn't come. If the tonight is that he's going to come, so then, uh, then, then, you know, that's a one-time event. But that wasn't the tonight over here. The tonight is, if I don't come, then there's going to be a get. I don't come, that has to happen over a span of 30 days beginning to end. So if there's an onus at any point along that timeline of those 30 days, then even the Aguda would admit that that, in fact, is considered to be an onus. Okay, new mission now. Now, the previous mission said that when you send a get, you can assume that the guy is still alive, that the shliach has the right to assume the guy is still alive. So this Mishnah talks about a similar type of issue where you have to work with an assumption that somebody is still alive. That's what this Mishnah is doing here. You work out a deal with a Kohen, a Levi, and Ani that you lend them money, but they're never going to have to pay you back. Instead of paying you back, next time you have Truma, you're just going to keep it. And that will be the payment from the Kohen. Next time you have Maeser Rishon, you'll keep it. That will be considered the payment from the Levi. Next time you have Maeser Ani, you'll keep it. That will be considered the payment from the Ani. So, even though it's now months later, so you don't know that that Kohen that you lent the money to is even alive, you're still allowed to uh, go ahead with this deal, assume that he's alive, and keep his Truma, or the Levi's Maeser Rishon, or the Ani's Maeser Ani. To worry that the coin or levy died, or that the ani got rich, or, or or for that matter, that the ani died, because uh, if they died, the trumas and would then have to be given to somebody to somebody else, obviously. But uh, we're not choshish for this because yeah, he has a chazaka that he's alive, and the ani has a chazaka that he's an ani, and that he didn't win the Powerball, so uh, so he's still an ani. So mainly you could you could rely on that uh, that chazaka. Says the Gemara, mesu if they, it says the Mishnah rather, mesu if they die, tzarichli tolushos meriyarshim if you. You want to go ahead with this deal and be able to keep the Trumas and Maestros, you can't just do it on your own after they die. Now you have to get Rishos from the Yarshim. That instead of... Um that instead of me giving you the Trumas Maisos, I'm going to keep it as the Chov, as Chov Avihan. But Vim Hilvim Bezdin, if the original loan was in front of Bezdin, and again it was Almanas, that you get to keep the Trumas Maisos, etc., and then they die, then you don't have to get Rishos from the Yarshin, even without Rishos. Based in uh, is it makes the 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 chov of the nifter uh, something that is chal on the entire shevet kuhun or levia or an all aniim and the malva can therefore collect his chov with maestros. Meaning that's the power of something done in based in that when you do it in based you do the loan in based in. Bezin says it's not just this guy who's paying you back the chov, it's all Kohanim who are paying you back the chov. They're the ones that are ki'ilu, they're the lova that owes you the money, so you're allowed to keep the truma, even though this 
Kohen is not going to be alive anymore. So you don't even need to go to the Yorshim to get specific Roshos. Great, so says the Gemara, we said in the Mishnah that you could be Gova the Chov from the Truma the Maishos without ever giving it to them. But wait a second, you never gave it to the Kohen, the Levi, or the Ani. So granted, in terms of the Dine Mamanis, you want to get your Chov back, that makes sense. But what about the Mitzvah Nesina? There's a mitzvah in the Torah, you have to give truma. You never gave the truma, you just kept it. To, to, so the fact that it's mamon of uh, shevet kuhuna, I understand. So that we say, it's uh, dine mamonis, you're allowed to keep it. Where's your mitzvah though? How do you, how do you not do the mitzvah of uh, nesinus truma, or maiserishon, or maiserani? So the Gemara has three approaches. Approach number one, amarav bimakire kuhuna levia. That we're dealing with a case where you always give to the same kohen or levi. So since they're always the ones that get your Chumas and Maishos. All Kohanim and Levim are Messiahish entirely from ever receiving these Matanos from you, and therefore it's as if that Kohen or that Levi was already Zoha bin Matanos, and now once he's already Zoha, he's already been Kohen, you're keeping it for yourself. And the same is true by an Ani. If you always give your Maishor Ani to that same person, so the rest of Aniim are Messiahish from ever being able to get it, and it's Ki'ilu, he's, this Ani has already been Kohen, and you take it back from that Ani. So that's answer number one. Answer number two, Shmuel Amar B'mezakalehem al yidei acherim that your mezaka to the kohen to the levi I mean you do the mitzvahs nesina how do you do the mitzvahs nesina you pull someone over any any random person and say do me a favor make a kinyan on this on behalf of the kohen so that the kohen will now become the owner of the truma thank you very much now I'll take it back as my chov so you do you do a mitzvahs nesina you just don't need the actual kohen or levi someone could be zachaladim shlobefanav to make the kinyan on behalf of the kohen levi or ani who's not present but you, you actually have to do a maisa nesina. Ula Amar, third answer, Hamani Rabbi Yosihi, the Tana of our Mishnah, who holds it, the Koran Levi, is Zochan, these Matanos, without ever actually touching them, is Rabbi Yosi, the Amar Asu as She'eno Zocha, Kizocha, that the Chamim in several places will take someone who has not actually made a Kinyan and treat it as if he has made a Kinyan. So here also, you're right, Mitzaradin, Kohen, Levi, Ani, they didn't get anything, they never did a Kinyan, they never gave them anything. But sometimes the Chachamim, saw fit to make a din that we view it ki'ilu, they already made a kinyin. So why doesn't each shita hold like the other shita? Kulu kirav lo amri. No one wants to say like rav that we're talking about makire kuhun levia because makire lo katani. It doesn't say makire in the Mishnah. Kishmua lo kamri v'mezaka lo katani. They don't want to say like shmua that somebody made a kinyin on behalf of someone else. It doesn't say anything about mezaka in the Mishnah. We don't want to say that it's going like Ula, that we're assuming like Sheet of Rabbi Yossi, that Beisdin does such a thing, that the, that the Chachamim makes such a din, that it's Ki'ilu they've been Zoha, even if they have been Zoha, we'd rather not have to lock our Mishnah into a Das Yachid of uh, Rabbi Yossi. So that's why each one disregards the other one's Sheetos. Now, Tanarabadan, the Bryce is going to bring five different halachos relating, and then we're going to explain them, five different halachos relating to this unusual arrangement where you let money to a Kohen or a Levi or a Ani and you're keeping the Trumas HaMaisos as payment. Tarabadan. Hamravim Moses Kohen Ani 
Leos Mafrishalain Michalkan, Mafrishalain Mecheskashain Kayam. You can be Mafrish with Chazaka that they are alive. Now, five halachas. Number one, Posiki Mahen Kisharazul. The Malva can make a condition with them that if the Peros go down in value at the time that he's Mafrish or Chumasamaisos, that he's going to be paid back based on the cheaper uh, price. Meaning, he's going to get more Peros. If it's $100 and Peros go down in price, so he's going to get. Obviously, a lot more payrolls. Number two, second halacha, ein bo mishum ribis. That uh, this halva'a is not a problem of ribis, and you can make the tanai that you're going to get the uh, payrolls of maizos, connected the money that you lent to them, based on the value at the shas halva'a, even if in between the payrolls go up in value. And that's not going to be considered a violation of ribis. See, the, the background is that normally it is, meaning that that's, that's normally um, considered ribis. The, uh, the, the, in in, in Babmetsiya, Davayim Beis, Gemara says that it's also me to be posek ala peros, which means I'm going to pay you today X amount of money, and then you'll deliver me fruits in a week from now, in a month from now, based on today's prices, because... Um, we, we we view the money I'm giving you as a loan, and if the payrolls go up in value, you're paying me back more than the value of uh, of what I gave you, more than the money that I gave you. Meaning, I, I'm telling you, I'm buying a pound of payrolls for whatever a pound of payrolls costs today, and I'm giving you the money today. You're giving me that pound of payrolls in a month from now, but if payrolls went up in value, the pound of payrolls is worth more than the money that I gave you at the time that you're giving it back to me. So that's, it's, it's not ribis ktsutsa daraisa, it's not, it's not an actual ribis midaraisa, but it's a violation of some some form of ribis midrabanan. So the chacham were matir in one of two ways. Either yeshlo, when the mocher has payros at the time that you're giving him the money, so we view it as if you already bought those payros back then, and he's just replacing those payros with other payros. So that's one hetter. And the other hetter is yatsa hashar, that if the payros have a uh, set price in the shuk at the time that you set this uh, this deal, so then you're allowed to be posting ala payros, even though enochi the payros may go up in value by the time he pays you back because right now there's a mechir kavua for the payros, so the mocher can uh, can buy payros from other people for that money at that time. So it's as if he already it's as if yeshlo. It's as if he already has payros because payros are readily avail- available for that price anyway. So anyway, these are the first two alachas. Third alacha, that this loan is not cancelled by shviyas. I lend, I lend the Kohen Levi or Ani money and I'm supposed to just keep the Trumas and Maisos as payment even if that happens after Shemitah. Shemitah is not going to cancel the loan. Halacha number four, if the Malva wants to back out on this deal and not collect from the Trumas and Maisos, but he wants cash, he wants you to pay him back, actually, so that he cannot be chozer. The deal is a deal. He can only get paid back from Trumas and Maisos. And final halacha in the Brisa, Nisyashua Bailim, if the, the Malva who is, 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 gives up hope of being able to collect the money from the Trumas and Maisos. For example, his fields are all destroyed, so he doesn't have Trumas and Maisos. He doesn't have enough produce to actually have Trumas and Maisos pay back the loan. Well, then he loses the rights to be mafrish in Trumas and Maisos as a Piron Achov, because you cannot be mafrish, you can't collect a Chov from Trumas and Maisos when you already Nisya'ish completely from the Chov. Once you're Nisya'ish from the Chov, the Chov is gone, and now all new Matanos, all new Chumas HaMaisos are actually going to belong to Kohanim and Levim. You're going to have to actually give them out. Once you're Nisya'ish, so, uh, so you're Nisya'ish. It's, it's, all, it's, all, uh, it's all over. 
That's what someone told me, Binyam Pam told me that when he, he once won a Chinese auction and the place that he won it from didn't pay him for like two years or something and he won like two and a half thousand dollars or something. So he asked Rav Pam, can I, can I tell them, forget about the money since they're not paying me back anyway and I'll count that two and a half thousand dollars as Meiser money. That's my tzedakah that I'm giving the organization that I'm not asking for the winnings. That's Meiser money. He said, no, because uh, you're only doing that because you don't think they're ever going to pay you back. Once you're Nisyayish from it, so then it's not called that you pay. So, uh, so he thought it wasn't allowed to count. Once you're Nisyayish, so it's over. So then you're Nisyayish. It's all done. Amramar, posek imam kishar azul. So we said initially, halacha number one is you, you could be posek the cheaper price. Pshita. Why not? No, the Chiddush is, even though the Malva didn't make such a deal, it's as if he made a deal. And it says, it means when the Malva makes this deal to collect his chow from Shumas Maisos, it's it's going to be Kisharazul, even if he didn't say it beferish. Halacha number two, it's not a violation of ribis. Why isn't it Mishum ribis? Normally, uh, when you want to take Peros and you pay in advance, uh, based on the value right now, it is a violation of ribbis. So it says, since if the Malva wouldn't have payrolls to be mafresh from Samaisasan and collect his chov, lo yoivle, the coin and levy wouldn't uh, be chayev to pay, so kiyisle nami, ain't bomishum ribbis. So when he has the money, when he has the payrolls, it's not considered a violation of ribbis. The third din, vein shviyas mishamatato. Shemitah doesn't cancel the loan. Why not? There are lo karina be lo yigos. Because Shemitah only cancels the loan where there's a violation of lo yigos, so you're not allowed to go pressure him for the money. Well, there never was even the possibility of pressuring this guy for the money because the deal was that he never has to pay you money. He only has to let you keep the chumas and maestros that you would have otherwise paid him. The halacha number four was that if you want to back out, you can't. That's talking about the malva. The Cohen can't back out on the Cohen because he gave he, he, the, the Cohen already was Zoha in this deal that he got the money and he's not going to have to pay back money. But if the Cohen wants to back out of the deal and he wants to pay normally, he can pay normally. Because the Mishnah says in Meseches Bab Metziah, that if you gave someone money for Peros and he has not yet made a Kenyan on the Peros, you can still be Choser. So that's, uh, that's why he's allowed to back out. And then the fifth thing, that if the Malva has given up any hope of ever being able to collect, so then he's not allowed to take from the Chumas HaMaisos because he can't be Marfashal of Pshita. So isn't this obvious? We're talking about a case where the grain had dried up when it was already somewhat grown, where it's unusual for it to be totally dried up. So One might have thought that even though the grain has dried up, it's going to become okay again, and therefore, because it's not, not common for it to dry up in a way that it's going to be totally useless, and if that's the case, the Malva's Yeush isn't a real Yeush because he has no reason to have a real Yeush. So when the Tavua comes back to life a little bit, maybe he can take the Trumas of Maestros, Kamash Malan. That's why it tells us no. That when he's Miyayish, even if it dried up a little bit, that Yeush is a binding Yeush. Person lends money to according Levi and Bezdin, Mafrashlev, Becheska, Soso, Shevet, Esani, Bezdin, Mafrashlev, Becheska, Sania, Israel. That if he, uh, if He's allowed to be mafresh becheskas also shevet that the basin gives him the right to take from the entire shevet. The entire shevet kuna has to pay him back by him being able to keep the trumos. And the same with the levi with the maestros and. Um, 
as ha'ani bevezdin umeis if he is if he if he if he is malve the money to the base to the ani in bezin and the ani dies mafresh lav becheskas aniye yisrael then aniye yisrael are going to have to pay him back. Rabbi Chaya Omer becheskas aniye olam not just aniye yisrael aniyim in general. My benayu what's the difference between saying aniye yisrael and aniye olam? Ika benayu aniye kutim. What if the only aniyim around are aniye kutim? So if you hold that it's aniye olam that are included in meiser ani. So Aniye Kutim are included. If you didn't use the term Aniye Olam, then it's only Aniye Yisrael, not Aniye Kutim. Now, the Brisa continues. Heshira Ani. What if you lent money to this Ani, and the deal was you're supposed to keep the Meiser Ani. But then by the time you're being Mafresh the Meiser, he's already rich. Now what? He's not, he's not entitled to this Meiser Ani anymore. So then ain't Mafresh love. Then you're not allowed to be Gove. You're not allowed to be Mafresh that Meiser Ani on his behalf and keep it for yourself. But that now newfound Ashir is able to keep the money that you had lent him. Rabbanan, the Rabbanan who are misakin, that if the Ani dies, you're Mafresh love. Becheskas, uh, all the other aniim, Maishnal lemisa davut akanta, Maishnal lashirus love takanta. Why, if the ani dies and that's why he's not entitled to maiserani anymore, are you still allowed to keep the maiserani on behalf of all of shevet aniyah that all of all aniim in the world have to pay you back? But when the ani becomes rich, we didn't make such a takana. Misa shchicha, ashirus lo shchicha. It's more common that the guy will die. Right? You have a greater chance of uh, of dying between now and the Powerball drawing than you do of winning between now in the, the Powerball drawing. So uh, so that's, it's a Misa, is much more Shechiach. Aniyah's uh, Ashirus is not Shechiach. Amra Papa Hainu Damriyinshi, Chavr Chameis Isher, that if they say that your friend died, you should believe it, is Asher Lota Asher. If they tell you your friend became rich, don't believe it so fast. Doesn't happen so often. Tzorich Lital Rishos. So we said that Meis, Tzorich Lital Rishos, that if he dies, you have to get Rishos from the Yarshim. Tanya, so we have a Brisa, Rebbe Yomer Yarshin, Shiyarshu, that you can only get Rishos from Yarshin who actually Yarshint. Mika Yarshin to Loyarti? What does that mean? Yarshin by definition, Yarshin. So, well, are there Yarshin that don't Yarshin? So, says Marna Elam or what it means is. Sheyarshu karka v'lo sheyarshu ksafim. It has to be that they they actually yarshin karka. That's when you uh, that that's when this whole deal could still be binding if you get rishus from them. Amr Rabbi Yonasan hiniach melamachat gova melamachat. If you only left one needle worth of karka, then that's all you're allowed to collect from. Meaning only up to that value of karka. Melo kardom gova melo kardom. If you left a whole shovel full of karka, then that's the amount of karka you're allowed to collect from Rioch. Amr Afilu hiniach melamachat gova melo kardom. No, even if you left the tiniest bit of land, you're allowed to collect the full value of the money that you had lent. Like the story of Katina Dabai, which is a Gemara and of a field, of a small field that a, that a lova was Morish to his children and was only worth half of the chov. So the Malva came and collected the field. So he got half of his chov. Then the Yarshim bought it back from the Malva. Then the Malva came and collected it again for the other half of his chov. And Abayi said, that's perfectly fine. So he keep going back to the same piece of land to collect. Yisrael says to a Levi, I have Meiser of yours. You don't have to worry that, that maybe the Levi made it Trumas Meiser on his Meiser somewhere else and therefore you have a problem. 
but if you're more specific and you tell the Levi exactly how much Maeser you have of his, then you have to be worried. You have to be Choshesh that the Levi made it into Trumas Maeser. So, Micah Amar, what is this Brysa saying? Gemara is going to have three interpretations. We're not going to get to all three today. Amar Abayi, interpretation number one. Hachi Kamar. Yisrael Shamar Levi, Maeser Yeshcha Biyadi, Vehelach Damav. I have Maeser of yours in my possession. Take money instead. He instead of me giving you the mice, I'm giving you the money. You don't have to worry that the Levi made that miser, Trumas miser, for other produce that he has somewhere else. But you told the Levi you have exactly how much miser you have of his. And here, take the money instead. You have to worry that maybe he made that miser, Trumas miser, for other miser that he has. Why would he have done that? He's going to take the cash from you as that miser and then and still use that miser as Shumas Meister and someone else. That's Rishos. If he already used it as Shumas Meister and someone else, he's not authorized to take that cash. That's stealing. Second interpretation. You saw Shamar Ben Levi. Your father uh, has mice. I have mice that belongs to your father in my hand. Here's money for it. You don't have to worry that the father had made that miser trumas meiser. Father never took the money. But if you gave a specific amount, then you do have to worry that the father may be made a trumas meiser for something else. Still, you have to be the father took Trumas Meiser for other Meiser that he has somewhere else. Halach is, you're only allowed to take Trumas Minamukaf from things that are produce that's all right next to each other. This isn't anywhere near each other. So why would you ever have to be Choshesh that he made a Trumas Meiser? So now the Gemara is going to go on to a third interpretation of the Bryce, which we will pick up with tomorrow.